This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to www.3cr.org.au. That one you're dedicated to all the bicycle riders, seen? Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Arabasque User Group Radio Show for Monday, the 31st of August 2015, which means tomorrow is the 1st of September, which chronologically means it's the first day of spring. And uh, yeah, I noticed a few things this morning, a few things over the weekend. First little um, pink blossoms are coming out, the wattles have been out for quite a while. And I noticed quite near me, um, local council are putting in a on-road bike parking facility outside a local crash. So it's um, lots of things are happening around Melbourne and uh, lovely to see. On this week's show, I'm going to be speaking to a couple of members of the Melbourne Brompton uh, Club. And that's a uh, club devoted to a love of Brompton bicycles, which are a folding bike. And I'll be speaking to Elsie, Dana and Corey about that. And a little bit of news on the subject of infrastructure. They're looking at um, getting new bike lanes down St Kilda Road. So it's like five kilometres of separated bike lanes to be built along uh, St Kilda Road. This is going to be interesting to see how this progresses because, uh, again, soon as a little bit of infrastructure that we sorely need comes in, we get... uh, a lot of pushback. So um, there's still a study to go ahead, but it's going to determine whether it is, is the magic word feasible to upgrade bike lanes along St Kilda Road to improve safety for cyclists. So again, expect pushback, but we uh, should push forward with this. And um, it is good to see that in Victoria, we have the tentative blossomings of uh, being more progressive towards getting that next step of bicycle infrastructure instead of like the white line a white line painted on the road we're actually getting purpose-built stuff for us yes so what other little bit of news I've got this week I believe there will be a city of Yarra bicycle advisory committee meeting on this Thursday which I think is the 3rd of September um, I'll find out a little bit more about that during the um, when we're playing the interview and there's also, there's going to be a Moreland bug ride, and that's going to be on September the 2nd. That's at Moreland train station. If you want to look them up, uh, probably go to Google Groups and chuck in Moreland uh, Bicycle User Group and find out a bit more about that. We do have links off our page, which is yarrabug.org forward slash events, if you want to find out more about that. But we might as well get into the interview proper about uh, Brompton Bicycle Club and... Um, yeah, this is this is um, an interview I did yesterday. This was a very interesting interview to do because we all we all caught up on Skype. So bear in mind there might be a little bit of technical differences to what you might be li- used to listening to, but I, I, it sounds pretty coherent to me. So we'll be back after the break with uh, the interview that I did yesterday. 
When the community battle against East Westlink started with drilling behind my house, I took my camera out. 60 hours of footage later, I need your help to tell this community story. The sheer arrogance of a government trying to foist a multi-billion dollar project on us. Tunnel Vision, the story of right beating might. Donate to the Tunnel Vision crowdfunding campaign to be part of the Tunnel Vision project. www.chuffed.org That's www.chuffed.org Then look for Tunnel Vision. Be part of Tunnel Vision, the real story of the East-West Link. Tunnel Vision is a 3CR supporter. Today I'm speaking to a couple of members of the Melbourne Brompton Club. Hi, this is Elsie. Hi, this is Dana. And this is Corey. Today we're going to be talking about the Melbourne Brompton Club and um, what a Brompton is and upcoming activities. We might as well start at the beginning. What is a Brompton? It's a folding bike that is handmade in England, London. It's the smallest folding bike on the market. They're made for cities. They can be customised to your taste and they're quite frankly brilliant. Yes, because many people may be familiar with folding bikes. Brompton is an English brand, I believe. Yes. They have the exact same riding position as many bikes, but they do have the ability you can take them on, you know, you can fold them up and take them on trams and trains and that sort of thing. Can you give us a little bit more background on them for someone who may be coming to this and know nothing? Corey's probably better. Yes, I was going to say, I I might take this one. Um, The the guy who designed it was a guy named Andrew Ritchie, and he first started looking at it in the the mid-70s. And there were a few folding bikes around then, and he was just really unhappy with, with how they performed both from a perspective of the fold, but particularly the ride. Thought, you know, someone's got to be able to do a, a better job. So the, the key thing that he had on, on the back of his, his serviette design was folding the bike in thirds. Most folding bikes fold in halves, uh, but the Brompton folds in thirds. And then he set about, you know, trying to get all the angles right and all of the hinges right and everything to make it a good solid ride. So... They're very quick to fold. They do fold small. But I think the key thing and the the main reason why they've had such longevity and do get such a cultish sort of following is the quality of the ride. Someone want to start off with how they came to riding a Brompton? Perhaps I'll start this one. I'm not a seasoned rider. I'm an amateur. So I've been riding mountain bikes and not very successful. I keep flying off the bike. So I was introduced my first folding bike by Dehon. There's a there's a brand named Dehon. After a couple of rides, hubby, uh, Stanley, he was looking at other alternatives of folding bikes. And he came across a Brompton. And he came across a shop that allows you to test ride the Brompton. And so after a couple of rides of my Dehon, I thought, you know what? I've only had my Dehon for three months. I'm not going to buy another bike, and especially not at that price. 
but they he said just just do it for the fun of it you know it's a saturday we've got nothing better to do let's let's give it a go it's really cute so i went for it and oh my god i was sold when my bum touched the seat when i took that first pedal it was a complete different feeling versus riding on a day horn. Like I said, I'm not a seasoned rider, so my level of confidence isn't very good. But somehow or rather, the Brompton ride was so comfortable. I was able to ride with one hand for, for a little while, you know, but with the day horn, I, my hands were glued onto the handlebars. But with the day horn, I was standing up. I was, you know, not doing tricks, but I had a lot more confidence. So two, three weeks later, I saw my day horn. And I had to get the Brompton so much so that it was like, let's extend our mortgage just so that we can get a Brompton. But <laughs> and um, and there's no turning back. I'm not riding a Dehan again or any other foldable bike. I'm in love with my Brommy. Uh-huh. They do have a certain cachet is the word I'm looking for, a certain thing that people get quite passionate about. Well, when yeah. you go for that ride... Um, if you yeah. if you've gone on other foldable bikes or you've gone on a mountain bike, I mean, yes, there are different feels for it. But with the Brompton, the ride gives you a strange, but a very addictive, strange feeling of freedom. It's very light. If you close your eyes, you could be riding any bike, pretty much. I mean, the position that you ride in is the same. The seat is the saddle to the handlebars to where your legs are. It it all feels the same if you close your eyes and you don't look down and think, oh, my wheels are a bit small kind of thing. The wheelbase is the same. Saddle height is the same. It's just like riding a bike, except you can fold it up and take it on a tram or take it on a train or put it in the back of your car. We can fit two in the back of our mini plus uh, suitcases and all of our holiday gear. They're brilliant. They're, you can take it wherever you want to go. Yeah, it feels like you're riding a, like the safety bike frame, which most people would be quite familiar with in its variations. But it lends itself to, like you'd say, more adaptable uses. And it's not just an urban perspective. Well, I've only ridden ours in urban situations but we take it away with us we've taken it Ballarat's not very far but we've taken it to Hobart on our last holiday there and ridden the trails around Hobart mostly urban or suburban environments we haven't taken them off-road per se others others have pushing the boundaries a little bit more again not not so much off-road I mean little dirt tracks and stuff I've ridden uh Brompton in the last two Melbourne Roubaix so there's there's plenty of um, steeps, there's plenty of cobbles. And the, the, the quite surprising thing for me when I've got back on my bike uh, at the velo at the finish to ride home, I'm not saying I felt fresh, but I felt a lot fresher than I have on any other bike I've done that event in, including bikes that, you know, arguably are better suited. It's a very accommodating ride. I think that's why there's there's quite a movement of people who are using them for touring. Now they're not necessarily designed for touring. They don't have the the range of gearing. Um, it's a 302 percent range. They don't have the range of gearing. Uh, that's with the six speed that that a um, a touring bike does. But I think it's just that. 
that prospect of getting back on the bike day after day after day, it's not just the comfort of the bike, but it is it, the way it responds. It like, yeah, I think accommodating is a really good way to describe it. Because the safety bike frame, it actually takes a fair bit to actually manoeuvre and use your entire body. And I'm thinking from a Brompton's perspective, and I've been on a few folders, you feel as if you, you're not really kind of really welded to the bike like you are with a, yeah, for want of a better analogy, with, with a Brompton or a folder, it feels much lighter even though it's the same riding position. Yeah, it's, I think it's a bit more dynamic. It's a bit more agile. But the geometry through the steering is very, very clever. They've, they've certainly got that dialed. So I'm, I'm not a talented cyclist by any means, but on a good day I can ride a Bromley no hands and there's not many folding bikes I could sort of say that about. We've obviously got to get to the question. We've got three people here talking about Bromptons. Why have you, you know, give us some background to the Melbourne um, Brompton Club? <laughs> Maybe I'll pick this up, I think. Hubby started the club because one thing you need to know, know about my husband is that he, he spends a lot of time on the internet. And when he wants to buy something, he's one of those whereby he'll go to a shop and then after that he'll go home and he'll spend days, nights, weeks, months just searching, looking at reviews, not just Australian reviews, but global reviews. And so he's he's the kind of person that that's the context, okay? When we decided to buy the Brompton, he realized that there wasn't a Melbourne club. And he said, you know what, why don't we start one? And I said, but there's only the two of us. He said, ah, don't worry, we'll start with two. Then there was Corey, then there was others, then we met Dana and Steven, then we met other people. And the next thing we knew, everybody started to get to know about the Melbourne Brompton Club via Facebook. And now we have 200 members and a lot of them are from overseas. And they're members of Brompton clubs in other countries as well, from Southeast Asia, the UK, and uh, it's actually taken off. And the great thing about this is members from different parts of the world, perhaps when we go for our overseas trip, we can get in contact with them. There and behold, we've got a friend, you know, and they're very familiar with bike rides or bike paths that would be great for Bromptons. So in actual fact, my husband and I, we're thinking about bringing our bike to Korea next year. The wall of sonic plethora. All the weighty sound. Strains the foundations of the apartment. The apartment, the apartment of, of sound. sound. Once a week, the weight will be slightly alleviated as the engulfed pair play a smattering of the heavy sounds that surround. The, the Apartment, Apartment of, of Sound. 11pm Wednesdays on 3CR. Listening to Yarrabug Radio on Community Radio 3CR 855M and digital and live streaming and um, on demand. I'm just going to go into the second part of the interview I did with a couple of members of the Melbourne Brompton Club. So, Dana, you're about to launch into a terrific anecdote. <laughs> I was just going to say, while it's a great 
club worldwide. Every there's clubs all over the world, all sorts of countries that Brompton is um, exported to. The Melbourne Brompton Club per se. We're still building our own little club. Our members are growing. We've got our core group, which is so far Stanley and Elsie, who started up the idea of the club and and got it going. Corey and Stephen and myself, who have been on pretty much nearly all of the rides, but everybody's welcome. We're always looking for more Bromptoneers because we know they're out there. Anybody has. Yes, we passed to, you know, we know they're out there. I've seen them around. We just need to persuade them to come on our monthly rides. Come join us. Yeah, mm-hmm. so come join us. Yeah, we have so much fun when we go for the rides. It's not just about riding from point A to point B. There's We stop for photos, we stop for coffee, we chit-chat, we get to know um, things around. Stephen is fantastic because each time we go past some some part of the, the, the bike trail and he's Lighting. like he, he's like a tour guy he he tells us a history about melbourne i mean stanley and myself we've only been to Mel, we've only lived in melbourne for 15 years and we still don't know enough about melbourne and we're so lucky to meet Stephen because he's been awesome on on the rides well it's what everybody else can bring to the group as well yeah, so speaking of that, you make a few points that you went on a ride this morning. This is part of what the club does. It's almost like you go for a Sunday roll. Once a month, yes. Okay. Yeah, once a month. And what, where'd you go this morning? We started at Enterprise Park in the city, which is at the end of William Street, because today is uh, Melbourne Day, celebrating 180 years since the city was founded. Uh, there was a bit of a gathering and a few celebrations down there at Enterprise Park, which is uh, just near the aquarium. We met up with another two riders, John and Angela, and we followed Capitol Trail around to Green Park, which is on Nicholson Street. I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with it, but it's on Capitol Trail near Velo, basically. In North Carlton. Yeah. So the, the intention was to go the whole way around, but um, we ran out of time. Ran out of time, which is cool. That's what it is. It's like a you know, there'll be times when there's things we really want to do, but otherwise, it's just to call it as we see it. Yeah, yeah, and you desperately need to go get a coffee. I think <laughs> <laughs> a break is always welcome. Yeah, that's the thing about touring rides or you know rides with with friends. It always ends up in a bit of a bakery run, doesn't it? Or you're looking for treats at the end of it. It's like yes, or a comfort break, whatever the call may be. Now we're coming up for you know, you're doing your, your rides, but you have a big event coming up soon. Who, who wants to start off about the uh, challenge? Well, I, I, I might talk about that one. It's largely driven by Brompton Australia, which is a it's a relatively new company um, that have taken over the the Brompton uh, importing into Australia, but it's got some of the staff from the previous one. It's there's there's two sort of sporting style events. I suppose the Urban Challenge isn't a sporting one, but there's the there's the Brompton World Championships, which is um, a Le Mans start criterion. So the the um, the bikes start folded. Uh, you must be in shirt, tie, and jacket. You run to your bike, you unfold it, and then it's a normal sort of crit circuit, however many laps. 
And they've been run in many, many cities around the world, including last year in Sydney. I went along to that. It was lots of fun. Uh, but the other event they do is called the Urban Challenge. And the Urban Challenge is, um, it's sort of, it's like an alley cat, but not a race. You, you ride around, there'll be particular photos and things you need to um, take or questions you need to answer or activities you need to perform. Um, document those generally by uh, social media and then, you know, wonderful lots of fun and prizes at the end sort of deal. So Nick from Brompton, Australia, and my good self rode around the Melbourne CBD a few weeks back and, and sorted out what we were going to do. So that's the uh, 10th of October at 10 a.m., uh, starting at Federation Square. You can register for that at the Brompton website, the, the worldwide Brompton website, brompton.com. And uh, come along and have a lot of fun. You don't need to be riding a Brompton, but you do need to be in a team with at least one Bromptonier. Good. So if anyone's seen any of the, the Brompton stuff, I've seen some plenty of stuff on YouTube, especially the one from Sydney. It, it's hilarious. It's really. It, yeah. it, Going to be a great yeah, but, day. It's, but um, yeah, you also got to remember you got to. Is it some people ride in spats as well? Ah, uh, I don't know about spats, but certainly you know three three quarter length trousers and um, full skirts and everything. It's 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 quite impressive. The no lycra, no visible lycra is another one of things from the world championships. It's another amazing subgenre to the the cycling universe, isn't it? The, the whole Brompton thing. It's uh, the bike itself is a, an amazing piece of art. I mean, like it only takes four folds, and you've got actually a very small footprint. Very much so. The people purchase them for many reasons, but inner city apartment dwelling is certainly a key one in in many countries. So there's lots of them in Singapore. There's lots of them in Tokyo, Seoul, uh, New York City's really starting to motor on, and of course, you know, London, as you can imagine. Uh, but it, it is that size of folded bike when you when it comes time to getting home and storing the thing somewhere uh, that's a, a major factor for many people. And the actual joy of it, as we were talking earlier during the interview, you do have the riding position and almost like the geometry of a normal bike, but it just feels completely, you know, free. Indeed. And yeah. and yeah, and you can do, you know, you can put, you know, you can put your SBT pedals on it. You can put P handlebars. I ride with things like that. Sorry, the World Championship race in Sydney uh, last year, uh, I was beaten by a guy who had speed plays. You're joking? No. <laughs> yeah, and also the down days, beautiful little details. I mean, I'm not trying to do upselling anything here. It's just I'm, I'm across lots of different types of bikes, like many people are. But you, these details, like they've got a folding pedal. Mm-hmm. That's that's incredible, isn't it? Well, it helps really. you walk comfortably when you pick it up. Instead of getting those nasty bruises in the back of the shin or the front of the calf sort of thing. Oh, that's, that's right. You know, <laughs> you've got to um, avoid uh, pedal pedal bruise that's a few of us have copped over the, over the decades. And a lot of that clever design goes across to, you know, some of the other accessories than things that they've got as well. So I think the pinnacle of that is they've got a little toolkit and it's got some of the tools that you need for a Brompton. You do need a 15 mil spanner uh, for a Brompton if you're going to take the, the um, you know, the top off but the toolkit actually fits within the frame so because there's the hinge on the main frame they've developed the toolkit so that it actually sits within that you never need to be you know have it missing and you're never really aware that it's there either it's just it's it's very clever 
it just slots in there perfectly. Yeah, and next year you'll be coming up for the 40th anniversary of um, Brompton being founded. Do you know if they've got any plans in the UK or worldwide to celebrate that fact? Because, you know, it, it is the UK's biggest mass-produced bike, I think, still in the UK. It, it's that by a wide margin, and they're, they're actually moving their factory. Uh, it's only about a 3 or 4K move, but uh, they're, they're pumping out around 50,000 a year. They're going to, the new factory, they think they're going to be able to get up to around 100,000. Yeah, so it, it is by a wide margin. Not only one of, you know, they're not only the largest bike manufacturer, but also one of the, the major exporters of, of individual items. But um, no, to answer your question, I'm not aware of uh, any 40th celebrations, but they're pretty good with marketing and stuff like that. So I'm sure they'll, be, they'll probably have a 40th uh, anniversary edition and stuff like that. Once you've tried a Brompton, there's no turning back, seriously, because the ride, I think one thing about bicycle, the, the quality of the ride is very important. But a lot of us are no longer living in four bedroom houses and white picket fence and things like that. So storage is going to be an issue. So the compatibility of this bike is another really, really major attra- attraction. So something for inner city dwellers or maybe not necessarily inner city dwellers. I mean, if you want to leave your garage space for your yachts, your three cars or whatsoever, you know, you can still have your tiny, cute little Bromi, you know, at the corner. You can have everything. So it's, it's one of those things. I think the key thing about Brompton is their looks grab your attention. And you wonder how they can possibly work, how they can possibly be a good ride. But it's not until you actually go to a shop and test ride one that you actually believe they can be such practical, viable option as a daily ride that you you actually understand how they, why people have such a devotion to the brand and how they work and, and get it. It's not until you actually try them that, it all comes together. And, you know, it's only a test right away before you're hooked. Corey. Uh, then just coming back to the basic functionality, I mean, as soon as we finish this interview, uh, I'm off to the Kensington Flemington Bowls Club for a Meet the Brewers thing with um, Mornington Brewery. I'm taking the Brompton because I'm not going to be riding home. So the ability <laughs> to, to just throw it in the back of the, uh, the car of my, my beloved who's going to come and pick me up. I mean, you can do that with any bike, but it's a lot easier with the Bromi. Just in closing, how can people get in contact with you? We can. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook. You can join the Facebook group or we are on Twitter, Brompton underscore Mel, or we have a WordPress uh, blog, which is melbournebromptonclub.wordpress.com. Or Stanley has created a Melbourne Brompton Club uh, Strava group, which he updates with our rides and upcoming events as well. Well, thank you so much today. Thank you for um, having us. Thank Thanks you for having us. us. On so far. To my home. City, City Limits. limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. 
to privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band, if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City limits. back listening to Yarra Boscoe's group radio on community radio 3C855AM and digital and that's all we've got time for this week on Yarrabug Radio. I just had a quick check of the City of Yarra Bosco Advisory Committee meeting. I think believe it will be 6.30 this uh, Thursday the 3rd of September at Fitzroy Town Hall and that'll be in the Mayor's Rooms. Um, you've got any uh, questions about that? Give the switchboard at City of Yarra a call or just look up um, the Yarra, um, the Basque Advisory Committee thing on the uh, City of Yarra website. Okay, and um, there's a lot coming up this month. I just want to do a quick thing for City of Derribin. I've got a range of either bicycle maintenance courses, uh, riding with confidence and getting back on your bike uh, courses. So... Either, again, give the switchboard at City of Derribin a call or look up Eventbrite, and that's bright spelt with B-R-I-T-E, and just chuck in Derribin or Bicycle, and um, any of those search terms should come up with um, a range of courses that go into October and November. So that's all we've got time for. Our podcasts should be up at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio. All us presenters are volunteers and uh, this program and the station rely upon the financial support of the listeners. So please, please, please ensure that uh, you uh, make a donation or subscribe to uh, Yarrabug Radio and 3CR to keep us on air. And uh, make sure you go to 3cr.org.au to find out how to donate. Stay tuned now for Dirt Radio. That one you levicated to all the bicycle riders seen. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to www.3cr.org.au.